All right. Back for more with Lexi. She thought that we were uh, a little pessimistic in our episode that dropped a few days ago. So here, my former intern, my, my good friend Lexi and I, we talk about names for kids, how many kids we'd like to have, cats versus dogs, dogs versus cats, road trips, all that and more on Out of the Hat. We're going. All right. You know, we we already went an hour, and I decided we're not going to have another, you know, two-hour marathon. We're going right. to record two separate episodes. So we're back for part two. I talked way too much in part one and threw, you know, my happy horse crap out there. So you have a big, long list. I only have one more concept I really want to explore. What what would you like to dive into? The floor is yours. Well, I feel like our last epi was, a, I wouldn't say totally negative, but I wouldn't say like, you know, they were happy vibes, right? Could oh, you agree? It, no, it was not negative. It, it was, was, okay, we it talked was about real. Literally the, yes, but it wasn't like happy things that like, you know, make me want to smile. Like I don't smile thinking about the coronavirus or like, MRIs, like, you know, so I feel like everything in this epi, like everything I have in my list is totally different than that, which I think is good because it's like different dynamic. Well, those were things on my list. So you're saying I'm just a depressing individual. So thanks for that. No, I talked about my furniture. I talked about, <laughs> no, and I talked about my, um, the weight gain. That's depressing. What do you mean? No, 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 no. Um, I, I would fight you on that because coronavirus, we didn't log in. We didn't talk anything political about it. And with the MRI, the result was was positive. True. So, but you were still sad because you didn't know you don't you don't know exactly what's wrong. So, true. Which is not a good thing because, yes. like, obviously you're not satisfied yet. So, like, yeah, it's good. I think it's positive, but you know, we're still you haven't solved the crime. True, but I argue that life is just a full lifelong journey, and you never really get fulfillment like you you get little victories throughout it but you know you always want to be grasping for more at least that's how i look at it like you always want to have like hey what's my next goal what am i going to do next and like if you sit there and you're like yeah you know what mri was perfect crushed it i weigh you know 160 <laughs> dating uh dating a playmate she's uh she's an engineer and uh life's pretty good um no, like I always. Well, you said you felt like you were gonna. You said you literally thought yeah. you had like died during your MRI. So I would definitely <laughs> say that's not. That's a negative. So don't sit here and fight me and say that that was positive when you literally told me you thought you died. I did think I died. It was like an out of body experience where I'm just laying in that thing, going like, "Okay, just keep breathing. Eventually, they're gonna pull you out and realize you're dead, and it'll be okay." But uh, no, it was just a weird experience. I'd never felt anything like that before. Um, yeah, no, I got out, and my my heart was definitely racing a little bit. And no, I cannot lie and tell you it was positive, but uh, I will fight you. And tell you it, <laughs> it was interesting, and I am glad I can check MRI on the brain off the list, and I have done it. 
Hell yeah. Cheers to that. What do you got, Miss Optimistic? <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, here we go. No. So I remember you commented under one of my tweets about how I said I wanted a big family. And that was like one of the big things I wanted to talk about because I know you told me you do want kids, right? Like you want a family. Yes. But I am not so, dating anyone at the really moment. Talked. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw that we've never really talked like about, you know, how many kids do you want or like kids names? Like, I mean, I think. Oh, my goodness. Emails, kids names. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. You count, okay. I mean, it might be a woman thing. Maybe. I don't know. Like more maternal. Oh. But I feel like a lot of people I know. I like have thoughts. Women. I mean, I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, right. So. Here, here's my thoughts. Number of kids, one or two, maximum of three if one slips by the goalie. After that, <laughs> after that, I, I will sign up for a vasectomy because more than three kids, I don't think I could handle it. I was talking to a coworker, and they threw out that they want to have four kids, and I think I exploded. Like... I I just sat there and I, I reminded this person I was like you do know we're broadcasters like how would you support four kids on broadcasting salaries and maybe that's just something that a dude thinks about but it's like no I I just I I care like so my parents never really talked about it this way with me but I look at at a kid like the most important thing that is ever going to happen to your life, like bigger than marriage, bigger than buying a house, like a a child is like the most amazing, incredible thing in the world. And I would rather have one that I can, you know, do all the things I want to in life and have an amazing experience as opposed to two where that cuts that pleasure and joy in half if I don't have, you know, like, oh, well, one, okay, we could help them pay for college and we could set them up and we could still afford to go on trips and enjoy things. Well, if we have two, we might have to go on welfare. (laughs) It's like, you know, I just look now. Is that a stretch? Yes. I, I realize welfare would not, you know, happen at two kids, but you the more you have, the more you have to sacrifice. Right. No, I agree. And I completely agree that it's the biggest, the most important thing you can do in your life. Right. Like you said, besides, you know, I mean, more so than getting married, having a house, whatever. But I think so. Yeah. Yes. But I think, okay, like obviously in your current situation, how many kids would you have? But like if you, if there was no option, say like in a perfect world, how many too? Cause I think it's interesting like to see like, Oh, would you really only want to have one or two? Or, like, did you always want to have, like, you know, a fucking, you know, basketball team of, like, you know, <laughs> 10 kids or something? So I am a only child, which several people immediately draw conclusions about me when I tell them that. Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, but I would argue, and I would appreciate your thoughts on this, that I am not spoiled. I think I am very grounded and I think I am very considerate of others. Um, I do think there are a lot of only children out there who are spoiled, who who are not that way. Um, but no, in a perfect world, I would stick with the number that I said. Like one or two, I think, would be ideal. And I could go up to three. But like 
five or six kids, like, I just feel like that, like, sets you up for, like, you know, there's going to always be, you know, a couple pining for your attention and you're not going to be able to give them all. Like, even if you can, if money is no option and you can physically provide for all of them, how do you mentally spread yourself out and provide for all of them? That's a good point. But then I think, but what about teachers who have to, like, watch after how many kids and, like, you know, that kind of thing. But that's that's I think... How, how your whole okay you're an only child that's i mean you're probably like one of the only people i know that's an only child besides <laughs> alali i think you're the only per- and i think i think alexa might have been an only child. i can't remember if she so, was or not but so wh- do you think that i am selfish no but i think sometimes only children people that are an only child yes either have like social not disorders but they're you know they don't know how to share play well with others type thing because like you don't when you grow up with siblings, like you obviously, it's a totally different environment. Oh, well, I would tell you that, like, I am great with sharing and playing with others, but. Oh, are you? Oh, yes. But <laughs> I can be very shy, too. Um, I mean, not that, yeah. So I can be very reserved and very shy, which people think is incongruent with the fact that I work in radio and I. I'm talking to you right now, and I love to engage in one-on-one and small group conversations, but I do not love big group settings. Like, I'm not going to, like, have a meltdown if I go to a basketball game and watch that. And, like, you've seen me at, like, you know, wrestling events. I'm fine. I don't have, like, social anxiety disorder, but I much rather hang out with a couple friends than go to a house party with 50 people. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, I'm the same way too, though. It just depends on the setting and who's there. But I mean, like, would you want to be a public speaker? No. Yeah. I'm, but again, I, I kind of do for a living to a degree. I, I talk on the radio sometimes. So True. But I guess it's more private, I guess, because you're not in front of a bunch of people. You're just projecting your voice to people, you know? I'm just sharing my thoughts and trying to share important things with them. Yeah, this is how I look at it and trying to soak up what they think. So how many kids for you? So obviously Colton and I have this conversation like literally all the time. Uh-huh. So yes. Um if so in my current situation and like, you know, whatever in a normal more normal circumstance, I think two because I Okay. Two. want the sibling factor. I grew up with siblings and I just think like I would want that more like family unit. I mean, I think if I had an only child, it would need to be a girl. If I were to only have one, (laughs) I would like it to just be a girl. Um, Two brothers for you, right? What? Two brothers for you, correct? Correct. Okay. So, but I like always wanted like a mini me, like I want a daughter so bad. But if we have obviously a boy and a girl would be ideal, but probably honestly, Knowing my luck, not even going to happen, but I think two at least. But I really do want a big family. Like, I just not, you know, my current situation, my family is not the best. And, like, my family is not really that big to begin with. But I think just, like, with going through different life things, like, it's made me think about it more, how, like, important family is. And I want my family to be close. Like, I don't want, you know, like, I want my siblings to get along and everything. No, I think we, siblings, I think we, kids. I think we all want that. Like, one of my yeah. biggest fears 
And when I sit there and really think about it, I think I would be a very good father. But one of my biggest fears is that I am going to have a, a demonic child, either like a daughter who I can't keep off the pole or oh, yes, the queen <laughs> or like a, a son who is going to be like, you know what? I'm 14 and I'm doing coke, dad, and I'm running away. What are you going to do to stop me? And I'd like, like, bye. And I would just be like, um, I never did this. Obviously, this is your mother's fault. She's going to have to fix it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's honestly like I. I I have no doubt that, like, I could dole out punishment and consequences for actions, but my parents really had it pretty easy. Like, growing up, I got spanked one time when I was a little kid. Oh, my gosh. So you were, like, the perfect little child. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that, like, I didn't, like, when my parents would say, like, hey— all we want to know is like where you're going and when you'll be back. And I would tell him like, yep, I'm going outside to play with the Gleasons and I'll be in the neighborhood and I'll be back by nine. And like I would be. It was never like, well, came came home at like 1230. It's just like I always like I didn't cross boundaries that way. Like what? Like I didn't even get in trouble for this. But like one time when I was like, I don't even know how old I was. Like, I snuck a few of my dad's nudie magazines and I hid them. Like, and that was like it. But I'm, I don't know if you would say boring or what, but I've, I've never done an illegal drug. Uh, I got my chronic illness at a young enough age that I've never drank. And the medication now, it would be a bad idea for me to drink. Um, and I, I just was never like, yeah, you know, I'm going to grow up and be a bag and, you know, bang a bunch of girls and it's going to be awesome. And like, I just, I was a pretty simple kid to raise. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. And that's amazing for your parents. But I think for myself, like my mom always told me like, well, you'll see like when you have a daughter one day, because I was, I know, I know I was a handful and I still am, but I think knowing I'm a handful and like knowing myself, I feel like at least if I have a daughter who's, you know, little crazy ass bitch, I'll be able to deal with it better because my mom and I are very different. Like my, I have a diary and I would literally just write so many things about how like my, like I got in trouble all the time growing up. Like not when I got like a little older, Mm -hmm. but as in like, I would talk back to my mom. I would talk back at school. I would, you know, I used to like like looking at clothes online all the time, and my mom would yell at me for that. Like, what age are we talking about here? Oh, from the time when I was probably I could talk probably until I, I mean, I was pretty in high school. I wasn't bad. I mean, I got in trouble for taking my mom's car out when I had my permit mm-hmm. without a license at night. One night, my brother was drunk and he wanted to go to Taco Bell, and he was going to drive, and I was like, no, like I'll drive you guys, like you're drunk, blah, blah, blah. So okay. I thought like I was doing a good thing. And then like I got grounded for two months. Oh, that's, that's nice. So I was like, okay, sick mom. Like next time. Like, so, I mean, obviously like it was, I guess illegal. Cause you can't drive like with a permit without a I think. parent. Well, I don't know. He was above a certain age. So can't you drive uh, with a permit with an adult? Yeah. But the age, I don't know what it has to be. Maybe 20. Yeah. He wasn't 21 yet, but still. Probably I'm like, not. Okay, I wasn't. Yeah. But her 
car was expensive. Yeah. So I'm sure she thought like I was going to crash it. I don't know, but it wasn't, I barely got out of the driveway before she heard the fucking garage door opening. So that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to have, you know, a daughter and like, I think, I don't know. I think I'll be a good mom. And I think like, I know all the sneaky shady shit I did growing up. So maybe, and I'm sure there's going to be more things that kids are going to figure out how to do, but I think I'll be good at like, catching it and being mm-hmm. like haha bitch like you can't play me like your mom your mom invented this game okay <laughs> yeah and see that's where my biggest fear is like i'm gonna sit there and be like hey cut that crap out i didn't do that <laughs> like and you know i could obviously do more than that but it's like if i had a kid who just was you know a little shit i i would struggle with that Yeah, I mean, I would too. And I think that I would definitely be more of like the disciplinary over Colton because Colton's so sweet, especially if it was a girl. Like, I don't know, he would just probably be putty in her hands maybe, but I am not afraid to like discipline or anything. And neither is he, but I'm more harsh (laughs) for sure. Really? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But then it's like how you said, you said you would say to your kid like, oh, I didn't do that when I was growing up. But you know, you probably, did. well, you might not have heard that because you were an angel, but literally my parents were like, oh, when I was your age, I didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. And every kid hates to hear that. So I feel like that wouldn't be a good thing to say. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> I I am fascinated by, like, what the next generation is going to look like. Like, obviously... You know, you and I are both millennials, and our, our parents are what? Baby boomers? Boomers, yes. Um, so I don't know what our generation of kids will be. Obviously, the generation below us is Gen Z, and I think they're somewhat okay in some ways and totally screwed in other ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I... I have faith in my friends that they could have kids, but I also think it's interesting that people our age are having fewer kids than what the boomers did. True, but I feel like the boomers, they would have, you know, a million kids, and like you said, you don't want to be financially, like, stressed. I feel like they would have, you know, five fucking kids, and then they'd all be broke as shit and have, like, not, I'm not going to say a shitty life, but probably not what I would think is a good life, and they didn't have nice clothes. But I feel like that kind of stuff was more normal back then, mm-hmm. right? So but now I feel like people are at least a little smarter about it. And women, I think, are having kids later, like, you know, 30 plus. Correct. So obviously that helps with the financial situation. But I still need sense. to get on the stick. I mean, I'm 38 here. Like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not getting any younger. And... I don't want to be a first-time dad who's, like, becoming a dad at, like, age 50. Right. And I don't think women want that. Like, yeah, like, dude, why are you 50 and you haven't, you know, been married? Then they start to ask lots of questions. True. But you could argue that you're just so perfect that literally (laughs) no stupid bitch has ever leveled up to your level of just maturity and just because you're so pure. Like, you're so, I don't know. I can't even, like put a word to it but your mindset's just unique in a good way like in a great way and i think that like women are just so 
stupid. And I feel like mm. you usually date younger women, right? Uh, I haven't dated a lot of women, but yes, my ex is uh, in her early to mid twenties, mid twenties now. Early twenties. She was. Lexi was a retard. <laughs> So I, so I think you're right. So I should definitely, when I am dating women, I should just say, um, hey, y- you stupid bee, you're not on my level, <laughs> and, and I'm sure it'll go really well. I'm sure that'll just be a great talk of like, hey, all of you women are skanks, and I'm just going to be honest that like you're not as good as me, and I'm just so perfect, and that they're not going to sit there and think, you conceited asshole, um, next no, I obviously, no, you shouldn't say that. But I will say, I told Colton this many times. Yeah. If I would have met Colton when I was 20, 21, like in my early 20s, when I was still like uh, so just stupid. In Being my a tyrant. Yes. And like, I didn't want a nice guy. Like, I'm sure I turned, I know I turned down a lot of nice guys in my early 20s. And, like, I don't regret it because, like, obviously everything happens for a reason. But, mm-hmm. like, I told them, like, if I would have met you, you know, five, six, whatever years ago, we, I would have never have dated you because you're just too fucking nice. <laughs> like, and that sounds so idiotic and insane. And, like, it pisses me off, but it's true. Can we unpack that for a, a couple minutes? Are you open to talking about that? I'm wide open. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why that's funny. Um, so talk about that because my biggest fear is that, you know, that women will say that, you know, I'm too nice of a guy. And I actually had a girl cry in a parking lot one time. We weren't even dating. We were we were friends and I wanted to go out with her and she started bawling and she claimed that I was too nice of a guy. Um and yeah, like I feel like, hmm, what do I want to ask you here? Like, one of my fears is that yes, women generally want to change guys and generally right. want to date bad guys or edgy guys. And like they like that. And then they kind of want to sand off the rough edges. And right. that a guy like Colton isn't like that. And a guy like no. me isn't like that. And my fear no. is that a lot of women do not change and that they constantly stay in that hap- like that habit. Do you agree with that? And what changed for you? I completely disagree with that from my personal experience. And I think just as from even knowing people, but I think what, well, when I was younger, like, okay, every girl kind of wants to be like, that girl that changes the guy like, Oh, like he stopped cheating for me. He did all these things. You have a laundry list of things that like you wish he did, but he doesn't. Right. But like, say he starts doing a couple of them. Then you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like it gets you horny. And you're like, I can change this man. I can really fucking change him. And so you kind of like, just, you want to be the girl that like gets the guy to change. Cause then they say like some, in some effed up way, I've heard this, like even on TV, like whatever that, if a guy really loves a girl, that he will change for them or whatever. That just solidifies, like, how much they love them. Like, oh, he'll change for the right girl. That is retarded. You know, you want to wait around and, like, wait for a guy to, like, start acting right? Or do you want to be with someone who just treats you right from the beginning, obviously? That's, like, you know, what you would think you'd want from the beginning. But even, like, 
when you hear that when you're younger, it doesn't process and like you don't think about it and really feel that way because you still act in the same immature manner as in like chasing after guys who are obviously like not good for you. And then even if a guy say he doesn't cheat on you, I've dated guys who are just like assholes. And I think that like girls think that guys who are nice are boring and associated with being boring because there's nothing like exciting happening, right? You're not fighting. So your emotions aren't up and down. There's no like adrenaline and like the endorphins aren't constantly being, you know, pulsated or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So I think that also has to do with it because when you're with a guy like Colton or someone like you, it's more even keel. Like you're, there's never anything crazy going on. And even like when I first started dating Colton, I had the same thought. I'm like, okay, like we don't fight. Like, okay, what can I make up a fight? (laughs) You're in those habits. It sounds crazy. And like, I even laugh at myself, but it's true. Cause like, you're so used to your brain. is so programmed like your whole life up until that point. So what changed for you? Like you just said, like you just said exactly what, Things that, like, I think, like, can I make up a fight? Like, and I know you know how crazy that sounds. So what changed for you that you were like, no, you know what? This is awesome, and now I don't have to fight. And, yeah, I can still yell at him at 1 in the morning when I put on, like, 3 pounds about the fact that, you know, this this pair of jeans or shorts doesn't look the way I want it to, and I can wake his ass up. But, like, so what changed where you were like, you know what, this is awesome, that he's not cheating on me and he's not a douchebag? I think that every girl, woman, whatever, comes to, like, a point where they're just like, okay, I want to be in a healthy, normal relationship. I think it just, you get so tired of it. And, I mean, I think everybody has it in their own time and, like, comes to that epiphany in their own time. So I can't say for, like, other people and other women when that will happen or if it will because fuck some i'm sure there's girls in their 30s that are still doing the same shit that i was doing and that most people do like in their early 20s right like 100 100 percent. so i think it just depends on the person if it's enough was enough and i think like maybe it depends on the amount of time people invest in the relationship and how draining and physically exhausting it was because i went from that like six year one that was really bad and cheating to like one to where I was dating a guy and he wasn't cheating on me or anything, but he was just an asshole. And like, there were things that like, you know, qualities of a human being that you wouldn't want in like your spouse, like your husband, your wife, whatever. Right. Sure. So I think you just get to a point where you're like, fuck, like, no, I want to find, I want to be with someone who's an all around good person has a moral compass, like, you know, loves you. Like you, you just know in your heart that they would never do anything to hurt you. And like, they're at their core. They're like, a nice person and I think that like that's how I was feeling and that's what I wanted and that's what I always wanted obviously but like because I was going about it the wrong ways and just being a fool and like I think just I feel like a relationships are addicting almost like drugs sometimes too like the one I was in for six years like I should have got out of that way before I did but you're just so like addicted and comfortable you just can't get out it's like Stockholm syndrome you keep going back to, like your captor or whatever you want to call it Hmm. Interesting. I know. And it's terrible. And I feel like there needs to be like classes in school to teach like girl. I don't know. There needs to be like more educational information for like women. Cause I feel like every friend I've ever had has had like the same exact like thoughts, but like, 
and when you know you're with a guy or like you're when I hear my friends like even one of my friends now she's like dating this new guy and everything about him's like checking the boxes of like what she'd want and like herself but like she'll literally find shit to complain about and I'm like and it's not anything serious and I'm like holy shit like it that's exactly what I did and it's it's sad because I'm like you're gonna self-sabotage and ruin something that could potentially be great and then you know it just it sucks it really does suck and it makes me sad that like I feel bad for like nice guys and I think that's like why guys sometimes maybe they are nice and then they feel like they have to start being assholes but I'm glad Colton at least like never did that but like or someone like you but I mean I'm I wouldn't want to be a guy either well but there are guys who are a-holes too most guys i would argue are a-holes absolutely and i would argue most women similarly kind of do look for you know what's wrong with the guy and you know they get super po'd about stuff and you know like we're just toxic as men and women like and i agree it's bad and i'm not sitting here saying that i'm a saint to be perfectly clear, I do think in general I am I'm I'm going to say vanilla, but that translates to boring. I don't think I'm boring. I think I am very entertaining in some ways. I love to engage in conversation. I like to learn about people. Like I could sit down and have a dinner with anyone and be fascinated about what they had to say. And I guarantee you I could ask them questions for hours. And if it's one thing I've learned about women is they like to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I love to learn and I like to, you know, do various things and I love to travel and all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, am I a edgy guy? No, I would be the first one to say I am not... You know, edgy. I didn't ride a motorcycle without a helmet. I never did, like, crazy drugs. I didn't, you know, juggle three women at one time. Like, no, that that's not who I was, and I never want to be that either. Right. And I think a lot of women want to find that guy and then make him, you know, the exact opposite. Yeah, like, change for them. So it's like a validating and, like, euphoric feeling like, I was the one. I was the chosen one. Yes. It's horrible. What do you have for names for your future babies? Okay. So for a girl. Yes. Emerson May. Emerson. Yes. Emerson May? Yeah. So Emerson would be like short. So you could be call her Emmy, which okay. is really cute. Like, you know. And then May would uh-huh. be spelled like M-A-E, like not M-A-Y, like the month. And mm-hmm. then obviously like West. So Emerson May West. So I always like like the flow needs to be there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, am, am I allowed to chime in with my thoughts on these? Um, of course. I, I love like Emma or Emmy. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Emerson. I, I just think a dude name. So a dude name. I've never even met a guy with the name Emerson. I've only met women with that name. Um, I just think Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson was his last name. And I can't even tell you what he did, but I he was an inventor of some type. And Emerson was oh. his last name. Um, I don't know. Just for some reason, Emer, maybe it's because of the son, S-O-N. I just think dude. But I do, um, I, I do like Emma or Emmy. Okay, go on. Emma is too, Emma is way too popular. But Emmy is like short for a lot of things. So, um, but Everett James, 
Chris Colton's middle name is James. And I like his name a lot. Like, I would literally, like, like to have his name for our kid, but he doesn't want a junior. So I'm like, okay, I'll just take your middle name or something. So Everett James, or we like the name Beckett, Beckett James. And that's for a boy? Correct. Everett or Beckett? Mm-hmm. I like Beckett more for some reason. Um, maybe, it, maybe it's because I knew an Everett when I was in college, and he was just was kind he of a, he was just kind of a weirdo. Oh, okay. He he wasn't bad, um, but I also think what what do you shorten Everett to? Ev, like Ev, like oh hey Ev, like I don't know. Hmm. It, it doesn't have to be shortened either. I mean, what do you shorten Ev. Beckett to? Because you don't want to call him Becky. Well, no. I mean, I probably wouldn't shorten it. Okay. No, I mean, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know what the nickname would be, but I like both of those. Okay. Does there have to be a nickname? Because what about for the name Kyle? Like you don't shorten Kai. That Kai. Sounds, that sounds gay. <laughs> it sounds really gay. Um, I don't think it sounds gay, but okay. Colton isn't shortened to anything. Colton is Colton. Like he doesn't. You don't shorten his name. Sure you do. Sea dog. <laughs> C money actually. <laughs> Is everybody just first letter and then money? You you call me. <laughs> I guess you call me Joe Money, so that's shortened. But uh, I can call you J Money. No, 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 no. I'm I'm good with Joe Money. That's fine. No, and then I like the name Avery for a girl, but he doesn't like that name as much. So, but he really likes the name Emerson. So we're like, okay. I like I Avery for a, a, a girl or a boy. No, girl. Uh, okay. I don't like the unisex name. I don't like when, like, if I would never name my son Kelly, that would be so weird. I I agree because Kelly is the name of my cat, but yeah, but no. Um, okay, I can tell you have put a lot of thought into this. Like, you're like, no, that is a terrible yeah, yeah, name. You're no. stupid. But I I like this. Okay. Um, so any other names or the, or those are the ones that you're. Those are the two that, like, okay, they're going to be used first. So I'm like, okay, we. so if it's a boy, it's going to be this. If it's a girl, it's going to be this. And then I really like the name Avery. I really have always liked the name Riley, but mm-hmm. he doesn't like that name either. I like that name. So. Um, I, I, My favorites, so I do like Emma or Emmy. I just don't know about Emerson, but okay. I like that one a lot. I would give that one, like, an 8.5 or a 9 out of 10. Okay. And I like Beckett a ton. Yeah, I like that name a lot, too. And then I even said, like, well, what if we call it, like, because I like his name Colton. I'm like, what about Colton Beckett? Like, Colton Beckett West. I, like, I do I like, like that. Yeah. So. I like that. He's like, I don't know if I want to use my name. And I'm like, why? Like, you have a cool name. Why wouldn't you want to use your name? Yeah. So here's what I've got. Um, not, I don't have many. Like, for a boy, my dad is named James, and I like the name James. Um, it's also my middle name, and my grandfather on my dad's side was Joseph. And I, I don't really, I, I just don't like the ring of Joe Jr. I just don't like that. Yeah. Um, but I do like James, and I I like Jimmy too, but I don't like Jim necessarily. So, right, you know, yeah. so I like James a lot if I were to have a boy. And then another name that, so I would argue this name can go either way, but how do you feel about the name Jalen for a girl? Jalen? Yes. Um. So my, my whole family, I should tell you this too. 
my mom, my dad, myself, and then my dad's dad were all J names. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. But I mean my I dad's like- my dad's siblings are not J names, but we're all we're all J's. Interesting. But I'm not like the Kardashians with all of the K's. But I'm not married to like Jalen. But so I love I loved Jalen Rose growing up, the Fab Five member who's Mm -hmm. now like a media guy in sports. Oh. But I actually I like that name for a girl. Um, I don't know how I feel about it because I've never heard it. I know a Kaylin, I know a Raylan, I know a I knew a a Braylon, I think. I think she'll like B R A E. It was interesting, but okay. I've never heard of Jalen. Yes. I don't know. I'd have to like, how would you spell it? I would do J A L E N, just like he does. Oh, that's a boy's name then. Why? Why, Why can't that be a girl's name? Because Jalen Strong. Isn't there that athlete that went to ASU, Jalen Strong? He wasn't J A L E N. I think he was J A L E E N, I think. That's Jalene or Jalene. <laughs> uh, I don't hold on. No, so hold, I guess I have heard the name Jalen, but hold on, go into the Google machine here to see how Jalen Strong is a boy's name, and it sounds like there's yeah. So Jalen hurts like nickname. Yeah, oh, dang it, it Jalen Strong, J A E L E N. So okay, that's that's a little kind of that's kind of feminine actually spelled. I'm surprised. I thought it was just J A L E N. J the E I feel like that that's why I like the M A E for May it makes it a little more feminine I feel like I don't know that's just what I think but mm-hmm. the J yeah so that's definitely I mean and be named after a really good athlete and look at the end of the day I can tell you don't like Jalen it's fine um, I uh, I leave a lot of that open to my future spouse like I'm. Look, if she comes in with a name like Rocco or like, uh, oh my lord, uh, like I don't like names that sound like, like, you know, like blockhead kids. Like I want my kid to sound like they have a smart name, right? Yeah. And it's why, like in general, I like Joseph more than Joe, but I'm I'm fine with people who call me Joe. It's very biblical of you. No, yes, but that's not why I go with that. I just think, to me, Joseph sounds more sophisticated, and I definitely prefer it when women call me Joseph over Joe, for the most part. Like, I just, no, I like the name Joseph. I think it sounds very, I don't know, It's. I can't, I guess, I don't know how, what the even word I could think of more, inte- it sounds like an intelligent person. Like, when I hear Joe, I just think like a farmer too often. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Yeah, whereas I think Joseph, I think like a guy on Wall Street who's, you know, right, snapping yeah, his yeah. fingers and maybe doing a line or two. Oh, God. We don't want we don't want Joseph to be doing that. No, no, no. Joseph's not doing that, but a Joseph could do that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so could a James, though. James is a very, like— Exactly. I mean, they're vanilla names, but they're very, like, um, corporate world names, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. And, and I— uh, Yeah, no, I just— Joe is fine, and people ask me all the time. They're like, "What do you prefer, Joseph or Joe?" And usually, I tell them, "I don't care," because I really don't. I don't like Joey. Did you ever? Were you ever called Joey when you were a little bit? My parents call me Joey, and that's fine. I allow them to. Oh. And then there's one or two friends who really think it's cute, so I let them. Oh, but boy. I don't like the name Joey from 
from a girl, really. And then what's also annoying is since I'm Joseph James, people love to slap the JJ on me, which I hate. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would actually, Joseph James, that's a cool name, but I would probably, like. I'm sorry. You, or could, even, I don't know. you cut out there. You would what? Like, like, you know, the, 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 the football family, like JJ Watt, TJ Watt? Yes. Yeah, you could be like, you know, I mean, that's, it sounds, I think it sounds kind of cool. Like, 40. Mm, I don't know. I just, again, maybe it just sounds too blockhead to me. Like, I don't want Brock or Rocco or yeah. <laughs> JJ. Like, it's just too, like. It's like a very harsh name. It's like JJ Reddick. It's like, yeah, he was kind of a little bag who went to Duke. And I like Duke, but he was he was a little prick. True. What about the name? So another name that Colton and I like that I just remembered, um, the name Kane, K-A-N-E. Interesting. So there is a WWE character named Kane. Oh, my Lord. He is the devil's favorite demon is actually his character. Oh, lovely. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? So you know a little bit about WWE. Yes, a little bit. Do you know the bit. character, The Undertaker? Mm, I don't think so. Well, his brother is Kane, <laughs> so. So is that like, that means my child will be like demonic or? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying I, I would not go with the name Kane. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is your child and my opinion does not matter at all when it comes to this. If you name your kid Kane, I'm going to tell you that, you know, that if that makes you happy, that's what matters. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell Colton about the whole demonic thing, and I'm going to see how he feels about it. Yeah, just <laughs> just show him a picture of Kane, the wrestler, who in real life, um, he is the mayor of Knox County down in uh, Tennessee now. Wow. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying. Oh, his name in real life is Glenn Jacobs. But, oh, uh, okay. So, wait, I wonder why he picked the name Cain then. Because well, Cain, it doesn't. It's not like a demonic name, like literally. No. Do you want a, a real head scratcher? Uh, sure. When he started in WWE, he had a dentist gimmick, and his name was Doctor Isaac Yankum. What the hell? And then he went on to become Cain in a storyline where his brother, The Undertaker, had thought that he had, like, killed him in a fire, but it turns out he didn't die. And he, he's, Holy shit. He's Kane. <laughs> That's interesting, but I still wonder why. Like, the only Kane I really know of is Patrick Kane, the hockey player. What about Kane, Vel- Kane Velasquez? I think school. he went to ASU and was a wrestler. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know, like, a ton about wrestling. I'm more of, like, a hockey and football kind of gal. No, he was, uh, so, I mean, like, a uh, Greco-Roman wrestler, not a pro wrestler. Wait, maybe, no. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't go to ASU, but he was an MMA fighter, Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. That's yep. a cool name. Yep. Hopefully but he's not demonic. I think he was a C-A-I-N, I believe. Oh, okay. So it's spelled different, so that we're good. Yep. But Kane in WWE was K-A-N-E. Well, shit, maybe I need to spell it different. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or like a candy cane. I don't know. Candy canes are happy and positive. Sure. So how could that be demonic? That's right. 
So true. Me creating a silver lining. What else do you have going down this road or on your list? Speaking of roads, I'm actually going on a road trip here in like, I don't know how many days. On July 2nd, we're You're going to Tejas, right? That is correct. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about road trips and if you like them and if you don't like them. Uh, What do you think? What do I think? I, well, I think also it matters, like, who you're going with, right? So, like, um, if you're going with a big asshole, like, I don't know, someone you don't like or, like, someone who's not, like, a good traveler, I feel like there's people that are good travel buddies or people to travel with, and then there's people that, like, they're miserable to travel with. Would mm-hmm. you say that's correct or no? I would say that's 100% correct, but I love driving. And I love driving too. Okay. People I love I love road trips. Now here's here's where now do you love to be the driver or you just love driving? I like to do both. I, I well I think it's like when you travel with someone, it's fun like to take turns and it's I don't know. Like I like driving in general even too. So like and I've obviously driven this route before. So I not that I like know it like the back of my hand, but I mean I'm comfortable with it, I guess you could say. So like, it's not – maybe if I was driving somewhere, like, through, like, mountainous areas kind of scare me a little. So I might not want to drive, like, through, like, terrain or anything like that. Oh, see, but I, I like I driving love on road trips for the most part. No, I, I, I'll drive through whatever. Like, California, big crazy turns, all that, I'm good. Um, sometimes, like, definitely if I'm sitting in the back seat, I can get car sick. And even sometimes – sitting in the passenger seat up front. Once in a while, I can get car sick, depending on the car, for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. Um, But I love to drive, and I mean, sometimes I'm fine in the passenger seat. I think it just depends on the car. Um, So why, what makes it different? Okay, that's one thing, like, I never, I don't think I've ever had, like, actual car sickness, except for, like, when I was in Colorado and we were, like, at Pikes Peak, but it was because we were literally, like, 14,000 feet elevation, so that was the reason. Mm-hmm. But what makes the difference between driving or, like, because you're, you're saying you are you don't get car sick when you're driving, but no. when you're in the passenger seat, that doesn't make it. Why? I, I don't know. I can tell you that, like, if, if I'm in the back seat, a lot of times I have to look out the side window or, for whatever reason, I can get car sick. And... Even sometimes, yeah, sitting up front. If like it's rare, but it happens, and it's not like I like vomit. I just will get like a headache sometimes. Really? Yeah, and I usually do not get headaches at all, which is why well, it's that's lucky for you. Yeah, it's it's why like that's one of the few things where I can get a headache, and once in a while, sitting in the passenger seat in the front of a car, depending on the car, I can get one. I don't know what it is. Huh, that's like, interesting. Do you take, like, Dramamine or anything? Like, non-drowsy, obviously? No. Mm-mm. Huh. I've never tried. Um, I I definitely can get seasick, too. And, I mean, I've never been on a cruise. But right. I haven't even been on open water in a long time. But when I was a little kid, up north in Michigan, I would go out with my, my dad and grandfather in this little kind of, like, 10-foot, I guess you could call it a boat, but like, oh man, I just know that like I was <laughs> not good. Like, 
it wasn't like I was puking, but it was just not good times. Yeah, I've never been on a cruise either. And after like, and I so I want to go. Like I think a cruise would be very very fun, but not in the era of COVID. No, yeah. Well, then another thing, even because like I have like that fear of throwing up. Like a lot of times, cruise ships have the crazy breakouts of like the virus, like where everyone norovirus, norovirus. Hell no, that'd be my worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, but I, I really, I would love to go on like a European cruise, and even more than that, I would love to go up to Alaska and go on an Alaskan cruise. I just Ooh, think that's it, actually what I, wow. I literally was just Googling and like looking up because I saw someone on Instagram like post from somewhere. I'm not sure if it was like, what's it called? Juno? Is that the capital, right? Or no? Juno. Alaska? Juno. Yeah. I saw someone like posted something from there and they're like, oh, I was like on an Alaskan cruise and they posted like the photos of their boat and it looks very classy and like just different than like a normal like Caribbean cruise, I guess. It looks it looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, look, with coronavirus, no, I'm not getting on a cruise because, you know, you're basically like a floating Petri dish, and I'm sure there's just people all over, bad times, and like the eating and stuff. I'm guessing it's buffets, and obviously cruise ships would have a tough time with that. But, you know, when we nail that vaccine, and hopefully when, when things get going good again, I really want to go on an Alaskan cruise at some point. They're they're not cheap, but I would no, like to do. No, they're not. It. But I would like to do it. I I have, you know, some money stocked away and granted there's seemingly endless things I want to do to make my house, you know, more beautiful and then I go back and forth. I'm like, "Well, maybe I want to sell my house and get a different house." But I uh yeah. I I would love to go on an Alaskan cruise. So would I. And it, they are expensive. Yeah. But I mean, and we love a good buffet too. So, oh, yes. That would be like really fun. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so, yes, I love road trips. I drove the farthest I drove in one day was Phoenix to Lubbock. One day. Yeah, that's not a fun drive. And I got pulled over in Mule Shoe, Texas by a cop. Where the hell is that like? Before Lubbock or? Yes, it was before Lubbock because I got pulled over and I was forced to sit there for like 45 minutes. And I had driven that day for like 16 or 17 hours. Holy shit. And yeah, uh, I still have the citation. I actually framed it with some other stuff from when I was younger. And uh, so I didn't get a ticket. But yeah, he cited me for excessive speed. Ooh, you're such a bad boy. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, you said you were squeaky clean. Mm, but the truth is coming out. Yep, they, they got me in mule shoe. I went a little too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> wow, well, I, well, you said you were going to Lubbock. Was it, what was that for? I had a friend from high school who was in college there for meteorology. Oh, so Texas Tech? Yes. Okay, that's fair. My actually, my graduation cake was a Texas Tech pink cake. It was actually really cute. And I, Texas Tech reminded me a lot of Ann Arbor. Not like obviously it's not perfect comparison. Like people would say Ann Arbor, you're going to get more fall colors and things like that. But it kind of Lubbock kind of reminded me of Ann Arbor. 
I feel like that's an insult to Michigan because, like, I think the panhandle of Texas is literally the ugliest. <laughs> Not part of the country, maybe, because I haven't been everywhere in the country, but probably, like, top five ugliest parts of the United States because it's literally flat yes. and just dirt and just shit. So Ann Arbor has hills, for sure, and it isn't meant to be an insult. I liked Lubbock. I mean, I didn't tour the whole dang place, but what I saw, I enjoyed. But Holy shit, good for you. Yeah. That's like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Lubbock would probably really appreciate the positive light because <laughs> literally anyone I've ever talked to, like, they don't go to Lubbock because they, like, like the way, like, it's not like a nice place. Yeah, no, I it's know. It's like the school's there and... Then, you know, if you find a job there, you know, whatever, small market type thing. But So I also went Phoenix to Sacramento in a day. That was a haul. How far is that? Oh, gosh. Good question. Let's let's pound it in the old Google Maps here. Let's see. Sacramento. It claims to be, um, let's see here, uh, 11 hours and 18 minutes. So is your longest road trip ever to t- to Lubbock, or is yeah. that not the longest one you've been on? Oh, total? I've, yeah, like what's the longest drive you've ever done? I've driven from Ann Arbor to Phoenix twice. How long is that? <laughs> um, but I obviously stopped. So let's see. Let's see how far Ann Arbor is. It's a haul. Uh, I want to see who's been in the car longer, me or you. Ann Arbor to Phoenix. So I did with one stay where I only stayed in a hotel one night, and it claims one day and four hours, almost 2,000 miles, 1,957 miles. Okay. My longest, I I drove from Calgary, Alberta to Dallas, Texas. Sorry, are you looking it up? No, I know it's longer. It was 32 hours, but I'll look it up right now. Yeah, no, so mine was 28, so. Calgary, Alberta. So you you win. Not only are you better looking and smarter, you've also been on a longer road trip. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Crazy. It is, let's see, impact on travel. I don't really care about that. It is. 3,000, wait, no. Well, it says 28 hours, actually, So, but it says 3,026 kilometers, so that's, why is it in kilometers? Probably because it's Canada, eh? I know, but, I <laughs> I know, but you think that my thingy, my, wow, that's weird. It would just automatically kind of like, it knows I'm in the U.S., obviously. Let's so. try Calgary. It says it takes four days, which obviously, like, you don't have to make it that, I did it in was it two or three? No, three. I think it was like three days. I stopped in. It claims to be 18, no, less, 1,880 miles. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I'm seeing 1,880.3. That is weird. Whereas it Ann says, Arbor yeah, to Phoenix. Hours. I don't know. Let's Ann it. Arbor to Phoenix further. Both 28 hours, though. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, I did it where I stopped. I want to say I spent the night in, like, St. Louis, and then I drove all the way from there to Phoenix. Yeah, no, I did. We did two. I stopped in two different places. So you definitely, you're more hardcore than I am. Well, another time I did it with two stops, and I believe that was the first time I did it, and we almost hit a moose up near Flagstaff. 
Oh my gosh. It, so, you know my my small car, my Crossfire? Yeah. We were driving, my friend was driving and I was in the passenger seat. I think the other time, I'm trying to remember. I know one time I was with him, he was a former roommate, and the other time I I want to say I did it on my uh maybe we did both with him. Um doesn't matter. Um so we were in my little small car. And I saw this thing on the side of the road, and all I know is that its body was much taller than the car, and then it had those horns. And I just remember we passed it, and I waited until we got past it because I didn't want my buddy to freak out because it was, like, right on the side of the road, and, like, I saw it at the last second. And then I told him, like, dude, you almost hit, like, a moose or an elk, and that would have killed us 100%. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yep. It was huge. I've never knocked on wood because I'm about, you know, I don't, I'm very superstitious about the whole, like, I've never, I've never experienced this, but I haven't had that issue before, but I'm driving to Dallas, so, I mean, just, we're stopping in Albuquerque because we're bringing the dogs, obviously, and, I mean, I want it. Well, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not like afraid to fly or anything, but I just figure, well, we can't bring both dogs if we fly. So might as well just drive. And then like, I won't have to rent a car. They wouldn't let you bring two dogs on the plane. Well, I don't want to put because Sophie, she's little. So she can be on the the other one's too big underneath. So I don't, I don't want to, I'm like, he's a puppy and I would be afraid. I don't, I would never put my dog like underneath. So I'm like, we'll just drive. And it's not like. What's your big dog's so name? I love Oakley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love him. I He so seems sweet. so awesome. Yeah. I'm, He's like the best dog ever. Like, I love obviously like my first, like Sophie. She's like my little princess, but she can, she's feisty. She's like me. She's like hot and cold. But <laughs> Oakley, like this dog has. He's more like, it's weird. He's more like Colton and Sophie's like me. That's weird. So humps the furniture and stuff is more like Colton? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but that's funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Sophie's just like more feisty and like moody. And Oakley's like, I love you no matter what. Like, even if you say mean things to me. I just prefer big dogs. And um, he he seems like he has a lot of personality. Oh, for sure. I mean, well, they both have personality. They're just different types of person. He's just more like, he's always happy. He always wants to play. Like, Sophie's like, I'm I'm independent. Like, you don't need to be in my space 24-7. Like, I'll let you know when I need you. What a little bitch dog. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's my girl, you know. (laughs) I can't, you know, it's fine. I just bought her a stroller. I saw. Uh, I saw. How do you like that? Um... So my ex has a stroller for her cat that she takes out, and I think it's the exact same stroller. Oh wow, triggering! So, no, not not triggering. We're we're good friends. Um, I uh, I like it. If if that's your thing, I just I don't like small dogs. They they don't scare me, but I just I don't like little yappers. Oh, she doesn't yap at all. She doesn't even bark. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, something about small dogs, I just feel like if you're going to get something small, get a cat. Uh, Ew, I hate, well, you know I don't like cats, but I mean, like, my, I hate dogs that yap. I grew up also with a chihuahua. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Annoying. Yes. But no, Sophie doesn't bark at all. I mean, Oakley barks 
like a little bit if he sees a if he sees a dog. I like big. Like, oh, I like I like big dogs. Okay, Joe Money likes big dogs. You yes. get it. Big dogs, <laughs> and then Kelly Papowski, big fat cat. There you go. I guess that's what you like. I mean, they can't. And then I had Mr. Pinky the cat, who was pretty thin, and uh, was a all white. Question for you. Mm-hmm. If if you were single, so I mm-hmm. saw this story this week. There was a story that came out, and I'm going to paraphrase it here because I don't have it in front of me. But let's imagine that you saw you're on a dating app, and you see okay. Col- and you see Colton for the first time, and he has a cat in his arms, mm-hmm. and you find out that he owns that cat. Uh huh. And then you see a picture of Colton Sands' cat. Is he less attractive because he owns the cat? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's what the study said. So again, I'm, I'm where. What do you mean where? No, I said swear. That's what oh. the study said. Yeah, yeah. No, guys who own cats are less attractive. <gasps> I mean, I'm just an opinionated bitch, but like. So, you know, that's just my opinion. But I didn't know it was, like, a thing. It is a thing. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, no, it, it kind of stuck for me. <sighs> stuck. Sucked for me. I'm trying to type it in, and I'm going to send it to you. Um, but, yeah. Wow. Well, Here like, it okay, is right I here. Think... Six days ago. Women are less likely to date men posing with cats. Wow. I mean, like... I guess I can see. Well, also, I think I'm allergic to cats, first of all. So I don't know if I just and I think the personality thing, because I think dogs fit my personality more. I just think cats are just like they're just there and they're just I don't know. Like there's some cats that are kind of like dogs where they like cuddle with you and like whatever. But I just feel like for me, like I like cats and I like just do not vibe and I'm very allergic and my and Colton's parents they have seven cats Mm -hmm. and every time I go over there it's like a struggle and like sometimes I just don't even want to go over there because like every time I go over I have to take either Benadryl or Zyrtec and then even that doesn't work most of the time and I get hives well seven cats that's just insanity um I know (laughs) I mean my parents had like five or six for a while and that was crazy too like i'm i always say i'm a one cat man like i don't want two or three like and the reason i i say that i and again no judgment here judgment free zone i prefer Mm -hmm. cats to dogs because they are easier to take care of if all things were equal i would prefer dogs to cats slightly but look a cat i can put food in the cat's dish and give it a couple different water bowls, and that cat could take care of itself for like two or three days, no sweat on its own. Like, it can just go and use the box, and it'll be fine. A dog, you leave a dog alone for eight hours, and it's probably pissed or crapped somewhere, went through the garbage, made a mess. Like, you can't leave a dog for more than, you know, eight hours max. Well, let me argue with you because, okay. I am ready all, to fight. Let's go. What do you got? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go. Bring it on. So I see your point with that kind of because obviously like, I'm not going to leave my dog for three days. Uh-huh. But 
if I had a house and I had a dog door, yeah. I could because oh, they use the dog door. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much food I would have to leave out or whatever, mm-hmm. but obviously I'd, if I got like a feeder, I guess, like one of those feeders, but they, my dogs don't have accidents in the house. And then, um, what else? What did you say? I was just so upset about the fact that you think <laughs> that dogs are so, it's fine. Well, but here's the other thing. I don't have to get dogs, a feeder no, no, no. to feed my cat. No, I don't but have to get a feeder. I can argue because cats, literally, when we go to his parents' house, we can't even eat dinner inside because the cats jump on the counters. They are trying to get into the food. Like, dogs don't get on the counters and go through food and, like, get into shit like the way cats do. Cats are like monkeys. No, so, yes, but Kelly Popowski is trained. And she doesn't even go in the kitchen. And she certainly... She will, like, jump up on my bed, and once in a while she'll jump up on the couch. But she she's fat, so she, she really doesn't like to jump on things. She ain't crazy like that. So, nope, she just minds her P's and Q's, and she does not jump up on that kind of stuff. Well, that's nice. I mean, then your cat, that's the kind of cat I would like. Because, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, the cat can jump on the bed or the couch or whatever, but, like, literally when she's, like, preparing dinner, his mom, yeah. it's like... People have to watch to make sure that, like, and it's just, like, stressful. Like, when you have a dog, like, they kind of just, like, hover. Like, they sit around, though, like, when you're eating dinner, but they're not, like, jumping onto the table, onto the counters. Like, you don't have to be, like, dogs aren't sneaky, right? Like, dogs can fucking, like, it's odd. Like, you know, you see when they're doing it. Oh, I, like, look, I love, I grew up with Old English Sheepdogs and Bouviers. Do you know what a Bouvier is? I do not. It's a big dog. Um... So I grew up with dogs, and I didn't really have cats at all until when I got sick. I guess when I was a real little kid, my parents had a cat, and then when I got sick with my stomach thing, my parents let me get a cat then too. Um, but we didn't have cats for a long stretch of time, and I just found them to be easier to take care of. Like, Yeah. Way less Well, your cat seems super chill and cool. And, like, I don't know if— one cat would make my allergies flare up like but i think because obviously like there's seven of them so like the hair and dander's everywhere and they're supposedly hypoallergenic but like i still get hives i still my throat gets like itchy and scratchy like i still sneeze so i don't know like what irritate like what in my body like what about the cat that maybe it's their like saliva i don't even know well look kelly popowski is pretty much the unicorn of cats and Aww, queen, I I think you should come meet her sometime. She is tremendous, and I would love to go on a walk with Oakley. Oh yeah, totally! Oh my god, literally, he would love that. So, he would live on walks. He literally, if you took him for a eight mile walk with you, <laughs> he would be like, he would be like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Like, you're my, you're my man. Like he would, that's honestly what he needs. And that's part of the reason why we want to get a house too, is because the backyard. And then we want the actual workout room for like the summer when it's hot, because we're going to buy him a treadmill. And like, obviously it's going to be my treadmill too, but you I know, saw like, him I doing the share. treadmill. Yeah. So he's just like such an active little guy. Like, so we could definitely do that. That sounds like fun. What, uh, What's next on the uh, agenda there? What's what's on the list? Keep checking the items off. Checking the items off. And then I need to know some good snacks to bring on my road trip. 
That's one thing. Healthy snacks. So I need some reps. Okay. So I'm not very good at this because I'm not a big snacker these days. But snacks that I love include um, those peanut butter pretzels from Costco. Ooh, yes. Where it's like peanut butter inside the pretzel. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Um, and what else do I like? I love a good cliff bar or like a perfect bar. They're, but uh, road trip, you probably want to go more cliff bar or else you're going to have to bring like a ice chest or something. Well, we bought a cooler actually at Target. So we're bringing a cooler. Okay. Um, I feel like I could actually get the perfect bars. So still bring them. I do like. So my lunch today was just like a banana and one of those perfect bars. So I I like bananas are always good. Um, like like wheat thins, triscuits, any of that stuff. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, that's a good idea too. But Simple. but I'm not a big like and like chips. I I can definitely slam some chips, but I mean they're not healthy. Right. Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, barbecue lay sound really good, but then I'm like, do I really want to be in a car, sedentary for like two days, just <laughs> snacking on chips yeah. the whole time. Salsa Verde Doritos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh, I haven't had Doritos in so long. Yeah. And every time I see a big bag at Costco, I'm so tempted. And I just tell myself, no, just don't do it. <laughs> you just you just fat shame yourself. You're just like, nope, can't do it. Well, I know. And then like Col- Colton, I mean, it doesn't help that he, because we both like the same type of stuff and we both like bad food. So it's like when we're put, we put ourselves together and we're like, oh, should we get it? Then we're like, well, like, is it? It's not the end of the world, like, you know. And then we make we justify it, and you know, it's like it's the whole it's the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm just gonna try to bring like some like healthy coffees to you know, not probably not any energy drinks because obviously those aren't healthy. But there's this, this coffee I've been drinking. I told you about that super coffee. Yes. It's really good, and you can get it at Costco also. Costco is literally like the—they're the OGs of everything. I swear. They're very good. I have no complaints with them. Other than, I went in the other day, and this old man had like his grandson with him, and they have the mask policy right now, obviously. Right. And the, like the little eight-year-old threw the mask on and wore it. And this, like, dude in, like, his 60s put the mask on under his chin and proceeded to walk around the whole store with it. And, again, out of the hat, not a political podcast here, but here's my thing. The mask thing, it's just a sign of respect. If the store asks you to wear a mask, put it over your nose and your mouth. Don't wear it under your chin like a dick. Now we have to, well, I mean, now it doesn't even matter. You have everywhere now. You have to wear it's now every city i'm pretty sure besides like what queen creek or something uh, I, I has don't think, mandated i don't think prescott has one yeah there's a few but like it's well i mean i don't even know i haven't heard anything crazy about numbers up there i'm sure prescott's like they're probably ah, laughing at fucking phoenix down here but it's not difficult like just just wear the mask yeah well i mean he's old he's probably like you know losing his you know mind he's Dementia's kicking in. Who knows? No, he's just a dick. That's what he is. Rare. I decided. Yep. Rare. Exactly. Am I a cat yet? Rare. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> what? Uh, Does Kelly Pukowski do that? Rare. 
Kelly Papowski, when it is feeding time or when she decides that she wants to be fed, she is big on amazing noises. So she will let really? her, she will let her presence be known. <laughs> yes. I need to meet this little girl. Oh, there's nothing little about her. I need to meet this big girl, this big mama. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's slimmed <laughs> down a little now that I feed her twice a day instead of once, and I just give her less food. But she is large and in charge. That reminds me, I we had to take the dog to the vet yesterday because Sophie had to get her teeth cleaned. And then Oakley had, like, to get his shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sophie was given a prescription for weight loss food because she's a little overweight right now. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like, Sophie, we're in this together, girl. Like, mommy and daughter, like, we're going we're gonna to beat this. Another advantage of cat to dog is the cat. You don't need to take them into the vet if you just keep them inside. Like, yes, the vet is going to try to scam you out of like $100 a year and tell you like, well, bring them in, get them the shots. No, if the cat, look, Kelly Popowski sits indoors and licks herself. She doesn't need to go to the vet unless she's sick. Wait, what? What do you mean? You don't have your child vaccinated? You're an anti-vaxxer? No, she's vax. She got her vaccines when she was a little kitten and then she's fine. Like, if she doesn't go outside, what does she need to be vaccinated against? Well, I don't know, I guess, a lot about that. But I do know that um, Colton's parents, one of their cats, had FIP. What is FIP? Do you know what that is? Sure don't. Oh, my gosh, you don't? No. (gasps) I I obviously didn't know what it was either until this. But uh, it's it's feline infectious something. But it's basically, this is going to blow your mind. Is it parva? feline is it no 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 no. because parvo like dogs get that all the time on their puppies and they live this basically like if you get it your cat's like gonna die pretty much but but how do you get it just your means it just it literally just depends on the cat whenever and they can't get their vaccines if they end up having it because i can't know i don't know the exact reason because their immune system can't fight it right it sounds like a racket for the vet to charge you money no it's are literally not like literally all cats that get it like 99% of them die but hmm. um Colton's parents got a black market drug to give to their cat and the cat is still alive <laughs> that's great like I'm not kidding and the vet told them like yeah you're gonna have to put your cat down whatever like she or no it's a boy I think his name's Fritz and he like lost a bunch of weight but it's basically like the virus is like a coronavirus like a feline coronavirus like super deadly like if you in your free time if you ever like want to learn more about it because it's just with cats like dogs can't get it hmm. it's like feline infection infectious something or something like that but yes yeah, so it's called fip and it's like a form of coronavirus and it's only in cats not in dogs and it's super super deadly but basically his parents got this like black market drug called like mutan or mutan or something and like the cat's fucking cured now it's insane so I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I was actually going to ask you about it. Like, I remember when all that happened. I'm like, oh, Joe, I have a cat. But you didn't even know about it. So I just taught you something new. Well, again, that's why you're smarter, better looking. I am. Oh, and, my Lord. Here we go. Um, you know, all around just a better person. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. Um, Mr. Pinky died of sudden onset kidney failure. I didn't realize that was a thing. And then he was only six and he kicked the bucket. Oh. It sucked. He 
he was fine one day, eating, drinking water, doing his thing, and then like all of a sudden he just wouldn't eat food, drink water, do any of that. And I spent, you know, a couple thousand dollars trying to save him and no luck. That sucks. Yeah, I hate that. Sometimes there's nothing you can really do. They told me that, like, I could try to give him, like, dialysis or a kidney transplant. And, uh, yeah, good luck finding, like, a cat kidney. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Then we were talking, like, 10 grand plus. And, oh my gosh, $10,000? For dialysis and all that for the cat. Yeah. And, like, I love Pinky, but I didn't have that kind of money at the time. And there's yeah. also no guarantees, too. Like, you can start doing that, and then the cat can still die. And they're like, well, we tried. But guess what? We yeah. still get your ten grand. If, Ha-ha. If, if you can afford it, then obviously, like, I mean, do what you want to do. But obviously, in that situation, it's not. Like, you don't have an option. Yeah. So. Yeah, I always think about that, too. I'm like, if something were to happen. Well, Sophie, I don't know, like, Oakley even now, but. Like, I always say, like, to my parents, like, when Sophie dies, I die. Like, I literally think this dog is, like, connected to my soul. You better keep So I'm worried that, like, when she dies, I'm going to, like, have basically, like, a meltdown and, like, just die of sadness. You better keep living. I mean, I hope I, I hope this dog lives forever, though. I want her to, like, find the fountain of youth or something, like. Well, that, that is a good hope. How, how young, old is Sophie? She is eight. She'll be nine. But the, she has to start taking like stuff for her joints they said that her like knees were popping in and out yesterday when she was mm. there and sometimes she has trouble jumping like on the bed and you that's get why her I'm steps. like okay, she needs to be like a pound or two because obviously the extra weight putting more strain on her joints so i'm like i don't want her to like have her, more trouble because, yeah no i know i i definitely am and that's why i even bought the stroller too and i'm gonna take like the stroller to texas but i'm like well I mean, it's just good to have handy because the doctor said, like, oh, it's not good to even, like, try to exercise for more until, like, her joints feel better because you're just going to put more strain and it's not really going to help. Like, obviously, hmm. when we're out of shape, we need to work out more to, like, lose weight. But for them, I guess, until, like, her joints, because I'm giving her, like, what's, uh, it's called, like, Cosequin or something like that. Like, one hmm. of those little doggy, or I think cats can take it too, I'm not sure, but... Hmm. Um, just for their joints. So just let that kick in in like, I don't know, a week or so and take her on more rigorous walks, I guess. But she likes to walk and everything, but sometimes there will be days where she's really struggling to jump up on the bed and the bed's like not that high, you know? So yeah. I don't want her to have trouble already. She's I don't think she's that old. Do you have one more issue you would like to cover before we get out of here? Another issue? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, what do you got down? We're almost at like, we're almost at an hour and a half. I know. Well, that's why I don't want to bring up another issue because the issue I would like I would discuss would probably be like an hour within itself. <laughs> oh boy. Well, maybe hold on to it. What, I will what hold if on to what it. if I bring up? I had one more for you. Okay. I, I'm not sure how I want to phrase this. Have you ever heard of the term irrational confidence? No, not in, no. I don't think so. But I, I guess I could see what it, it would be. What? So, why? So, like irrational confidence. Like an example would be like, so let's pretend that like you're in the NBA and like you're an average player, but you mm-hmm. like play out of your mind when you're playing against Kobe for whatever reason. Oh my! <laughs> so like you just play really, really well, or like 
you know, you're an average looking guy, but like you are confident and you believe that like you can, you know, get like the hottest chick in the room and then you you actually pull it off. I think that's like more like egotistical or like narcissism, right? Well, um, maybe I'm just not explaining it right. I mean, I get the whole the NBA ref like that makes sense. Yeah, because like I guess you have to try way harder. But I guess the whole example of the the dating thing is like just reminds me of like a narcissist or like a, someone who's an egomaniac. I'm, or fake it till you make it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe correct. Correct. Exactly. So, so an article from 2015 on Total Frat Move. <laughs> Says here. Oh, PFM. Oh, my Lord. I just, I, well, I looked up irrational, like define irrational confidence because I want to find a good way to define it to you. So it says irrational confidence is a key, to, is the key to a successful life. Bill Simmons, who was the guy who I heard talking about this the other day, touched on this a bit, defining the irrational confident theory as a guy who isn't one of the team's best players, you know, again, but he'll, uh, and then the description ends here. Um, I don't know. So I'm not explaining it very well. but And I don't even know where I was going with this. But just like, what do you think of that that term or that idea Like as it pertains to like, I don't know, like sports or dating or just life in general? Like, do you believe, because I was trying to explain it to someone last night and they said, you know, Joe, it just sounds like you're describing confidence. And I was like, no, but this is like, it's confidence when you really don't have any right to be confident. Right. Well, I feel like in terms, maybe it could come in handy, this irrational confidence in a, maybe like in a job interview like, sure. Because they say, like, in a job interview, like, fake it till you make it, or, like, in the, you know, when you're looking for a job and stuff like that. So maybe in that sense. But because I feel like sometimes I've heard a lot of people lie on their resumes, and I've even, like, heard that employee, employers, like, not that they like that they find out, like, say they hire someone and they find out that they lied or whatever. It's not that they, like, don't like it, but it's, I guess they ended up like doing, they could figure out how to get the job done or whatever. So it's almost like, oh, they took a risk and like they just really wanted to have a chance. I don't know. Like, I feel like it could be beneficial in some kind of way in that kind of setting, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. It can be beneficial. I mean, I was thinking about, you know, I was trying to explain to my my two friends about poker. And I was like, so I guess I would think about irrational confidence. Like you sit down and and to play a tournament, and you're not just confident that you're going to play well and that you're a good poker player, but you talk yourself up and you give yourself this speech that you're going to win. And rationally speaking, like, your odds of winning the whole tournament are not great. Like, any yeah. given hand, luck could run against you. But you're you're confident that, like, you're going to will yourself to win through the whole thing and make all these incredible decisions and be there in the end. Um I, I don't know. I just I think it's an interesting concept as it pertains to like dating too, where like you think about it and like so again, like you want to be a confident guy when you ask a girl out and and again, this could be a whole hour between you and I 
on a whole other variety of things like, you know, guys asking you out, things like that. Like, can you pick up on how confident they are, et cetera? Does it matter? Things like that. But like, so if a guy is just confident, again, I believe we should be confident. But like, so if you're irrationally confident, like, does that even work in dating? Like, so if a guy is a... I, I throw this out there, and I had a girl get mad at me one time. She's like, don't think of yourself in terms of a number. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just trying to simplify it. Um, so, like, just play along. So, like, if a guy is a six and a girl is a nine and the guy asks her out because the guy believes that, like, he's a nine and that they would be a good match, like, does that does that work? Does that girl think, like, wow? Or just do people not— not even process it that way. Am I making any sense? No, you are making sense, but I think it depends on like the girl. Cause I guess feel like if that's a true situation, like, cause sometimes girls date down so they don't get cheated on also. Well, doesn't it always awkward. depend on the situation? Other, like, conversation, but... but I mean, dang, where are those girls who, who date down who are hot, hot? <laughs> I mean, I need me one of them. <laughs> um, no. And that's, people who care more about personality all that kind of stuff so that's a different but obviously like if a girl is shallow and she's like oh my god this ugly ass fucking twat is trying to like i'm so hot and like i said i like some girls they may come off as confident and they might not even be secure themselves so i I think it just depends on the person but if it's like like one of those nasty cocky bitches she'll probably be like ew why are you even fucking talking as you think you're good enough to date me type thing or I think it could be like just shoot your shot. You never know. Like I feel like you just totally never know. Totally depends on the person. Right? Like I don't think that like guys should think of themselves. Like obviously there's different situations. If a guy's literally like four foot eleven and really doofy looking, and he tries to ask out a girl who clearly is hot to trot, and like that's obviously probably not going to go in your favor, right? <laughs> but like I feel like people just need it's more of a common sense thing. Like okay. Because you don't always see people that are together that are, like, the same equal of hotness, right? Like, sometimes I see a really pretty girl with a really ugly guy. Mm-hmm. Or I see an attractive guy with a really ugly and fat girl. And I'm like, okay, what? Then I'm like, oh, she probably, like, puts out or does a bunch of weird freaky <laughs> shit in the bedroom. That's the first thing I think of. I'm like, there's no way a guy is going to date an ugly fat girl unless she's, like, involving other people like she wants threesomes she's letting him like fuck on the side i don't know there's crazy (laughs) shit that runs through my head we definitely need to explore this more next time (laughs) i I agree that's actually that'd be a really fun topic to talk about have i told you my podcast idea no so when i dive back into the dating world at some point here and I'm not sure when that'll be because I think in the middle of a pandemic is a terrible time to start. Um, but whenever I do, so I would love to go on dates with women that, you know, I meet wherever. Could be apps, could be set up by friends, could be who knows. It's it's tough to A, find people these days. Um, oh, you did tell me about this. And then I think you were going to, like, talk about your experience, right? Yeah. And then talk to them about it. Like at the point where they said like, hey, you know, you know, let's break up. Like, I don't know. Or you could just even have a podcast with them after the first date each time. Yeah. I don't know. There's a number of ways it could go. Oh, Um, absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I just, I don't know if women would want to do it. I could see them just being like, 
you know, thinking I would shred them. Uh, and I, as I told my friend about it last night, she's like, because I said, like, well, you know, they could shred me and say whatever they want. And she threw out the term alkalizer. She said, Joe, you need you need an alkalizer. Do you know what that is? Like someone like mediating or like someone neutral or what? Essentially, yes. She said, like, because I said, like, well, I don't care if they shred me. Like, we're we're ideal. We're probably not going to see each other again. And and she said, like, well, no, no, no. You just need like a, a moderator or somebody to, yeah, kind of fairly like arbitrate you know, the discussion in some ways and kind of move things along. And I was like, yeah, you know, that could be, that could be a thing. I don't know. I just, I yeah. thought it was an interesting concept. I I think I told, I, I know I told you that I, I think it'd be a great idea. And I feel like, like I said, you never know. So you try. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, I guess. So in terms of why I'm not trying to date during the pandemic is I, I would even be apprehensive of just meeting up with people who I didn't know at all. Like, until you've met someone, it's really tough to judge their character. Right. And, like, you know, if if I haven't met you at all, like, how do I know you don't have the dang virus and you're not, you know, partying with all your buds every weekend? Literally. It's like, it's just kind of, and I mean, granted, I mean, there's any number of things people could do all the dang time. But, uh, you know, just why why risk it right now? I don't know. It's, yeah. And, you don't want to die. Like, we're not trying to have you die. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want to plan your funeral or anything. I don't want to attend your funeral. And we don't even know if you'd be able to have a real funeral if you died right now. So True. But I, I don't think I would die. But I I could get sick. I don't know. It, yeah. Uh, let's just not. Let's just wait that out then because, I mean, you know. <laughs> We don't need to, like, spend more money at the doctor, right? Sorry to uh, spin this in a negative fashion at the end. That was not my intention. I think I'm losing it a little. We, we've been we've been going for almost two and a half hours here. Honestly? Yes. Time flies when you're having fun, so I love it. Hey, I am glad you had fun because I, too, had a good time. I mean, I'm pretty fun and exciting, I feel like. so. You are. Anything less. You know, I gave you a homework assignment of come prepared with some topics that I don't know about. And you lived up to the task and you have at least one more that you said could be a podcast in and of itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm glad I, I taught you a couple of new things, too. The whole, like, I learned more about the whole cat world. Like, I think I'm more connected now. So what is the name of the thing I need to go buy Buy? What do you mean buy? The the air thing for my nose. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, we've talked about so much stuff. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, I'm probably told you buy a lot of things, but <laughs> on a, a cool mist humidifier. Cool mist humidifier. It even sounds refreshing. Right. It no, it really is. And I, I mean, I I'm excited for you to try it because I think it'll really help you. I can't honestly. wait. And just. There's definitely tons of different variations and prices and styles and whatever. So you'll All find right. one that you'll like. And Dyson model whole budget. house. Here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the, you know, literally dream goal because <laughs> that's what I'm going to get whenever I get to that point. But for now I just have my little one in my room and it works just fine. And obviously like for your bedroom, you don't need the Dyson thing anyway. So you'll be fine. We'll see about that. I'm so excited for you. Wow. My friend, I'm going to let you go for now. 
for now. I. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. It it is well, and it really should be see you soon because you and I haven't seen each other face to face in a while, and. You know, my rule is, you know, I I would love to meet up and we as long as we keep six feet of distance or, you know, engage in some sort of outdoor eating activity, I would love to see you so that we don't uh, give each other the the death cough. I agree. And I think, well, you said you mentioned we could always bring Oakley over for a walk, too. We could like go outside and walk or whatever. Hundred percent down with that as well. Because I'm down for the walks, you're down for the walks, and he sure is hell down for the walk. So <laughs> he's a honestly, big walker. Like a plan. We'll have to figure out when, whenever I get back into town, we can plan something. Yes, you please. Safe travels. Yeah. And safe snacks. I hope you have a great time in Texas. I hope I do too. I'll have to tell you all about it. <laughs> You can text me anytime. You know I'm here for you. I am your lifeline. That and, is true. And I am confident that everything is going to go just perfect and you're going to have a, a ball. How long are you going to be there? We are going to be there for a week. So we'll come wow. back. On like yeah. Wow. So it's a lot of time for things to go wrong, but a lot of time for things to go right. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to have a blast. I look forward to hearing all about it. I look forward to telling you about it. I'm excited. All right. You go kick some ass, do whatever it is that you do, and we will talk soon. We will talk soon. All right, Lexi. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.